0: Uh one time here we go now hmm. Yeah How we doing y'all Break it down now sponsored by vanzantcoffee.com the best locally roasted best tasting coffee you can get order online at vanzantcoffee.com find us for sale at Pony Expresso in Canton Uh, you can find us at Brookshire's you can find us uh, at CrossFit Van Zant CrossFit Van Zant South you can find us at come and take it in Athens, Texas you can find us Treehouse Cupcakes in Athens, Southern Brew in Edgewood, Bloomin' Brew in Grand Saline. Our podcast is also sponsored by Protein Proletas, the best tasting post-workout ice cream in the world. You can buy these at CrossFit Vans Ant and CrossFit Vans Ant South. You can order them online at proletas, com Today on the show is one of my best friends and my pastor, Adam Henderson, who is the pastor, the lead pastor, of Radiant, Radiant Church Van Zant in Canton, Texas, and it's on I-20. It's on the service road north of town, in between Dukes and Splash Kingdom. I've uh, been wanting him on the show for a long time. have a bunch of questions for him. Hope you enjoy it. I hope you like my song I just wrote. Uh, the album's coming out soon. Um, probably in a year just kidding maybe who knows thank you guys enjoy the show bye-bye all right man we're back here we go what's up adam henderson's in the house
1: thank you thank you thanks for, thanks for having me <laughs> go ahead take take take, Dude, take let a me, couple let bars me, let me just catch a bar real quick while we're, while we're waiting <laughs> so all good all right
0: <clears throat> well man thanks for being on the show been wanting to have you on the show for a, a long time I'm sorry, you guys listening out there uh, for all the distract- distracting music, but I had a little time. Adam had a meeting to do at the church, and I came up here, and I had about an hour or two he to got kill. got into
1: the lab. He, he, he walked into the lab. <laughs> I got
0: into the lab with my pen and my pen. I got into the lab with this notebook. I started writing these lyrics down, and uh, I started putting together a tune. I always start with a beat, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mood I'm in. And today it was like this 80s rock. You know that one you hear
1: Dude that was was a good one That was You know that's all Come back around that That whole 80's That whole 80's vibe (laughs) Still
0: It never left with me baby (laughs) It never left (laughs) You know uh, I remember when Justin Timberlake Came out with the song I'm bringing sexy back Mm -hmm. Prince One of his concerts He goes Sexy never left (laughs) You know
1: (laughs) He just had to let it be known Yeah (laughs) I've been doing this for a while (laughs) Yeah
0: and I saw one of my Alicia Munden the other day sent me this Prince meme, and it it had a, a picture of Prince, and it said, "The only guy that wears lipstick and high heels and still take your girl." <laughs> 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 Mr. Still your girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's
1: hilarious! No, man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Tell me about so yesterday. Stan was telling me about uh, CrossFit. You guys were maxing doing shoulder press push yeah. press and push jerk mm-hmm. take me through what happened
1: we started off you know with the warm-up who was coaching adrian was coaching yesterday so we mm-hmm. started off with the warm-up and then especially on those max days there you know it takes it takes longer than you think yeah a lot of the time so we got to it and we started with the shoulder press which is probably probably like one of my weakest mm-hmm. <laughs> just like straight up dog strength i'm not I'm, I'm not that strong when it comes to that stuff so shoulder press was like no legs involved yeah and i always had this thing with stan where i'm just trying to beat him every time you know N- right you know uh, you know we'll, we're just gonna go for it um and so he, he he ended up beating me there on that shoulder press i think i got like 140 and he got like 155. so he took me on it but then then we were able to throw our legs into it um we mm-hmm. were, you know with the what was the second move i came up push press. push press and yeah. so that's the one dip one Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was telling somebody yesterday at the gym, I said, you know, when it comes to just brute strength, I'm not that good. But when you start throwing in movements, yeah. then I can work my way around it, you know, and, yeah. and, and put up a halfway decent number. Uh, yeah. And Lord, so
0: you're an a college
1: athlete. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You that basketball
0: yeah. at uh, ETBU. E- and ET- Marshall.
1: ETBU. We sure did. Uh, so played basketball out there for a year and absolutely loved it. Well, we'll get to that. But uh, um, <laughs> here I go jumping yeah. into it. Yeah. But we did that and so push press did, did pretty good on it and then my favorite one was the push jerk that's where you get that double dip on yep. it uh and so um anyway it, w- it was good i ended up beating him on this on the last two so i walked out there with my head held high
0: well that's not <laughs> what stan <laughs> oh, told me tell me what stan, said. stan, stan <laughs> said yeah he said uh at one point you were like you know that's all i'm gonna do i'm done and stan was like well i'm gonna just try this uh one more time and he got it then you had to put your stuff back on and get back in there and beat him again. <laughs> so
1: so I, on, the, on the last one, the push jerk, I got 205 and I tried 225 and just failed miserably. On, like, couldn't get it.
0: 20 more pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. Man.
1: So I, I jumped that high. <clears throat> so I was like, ah, whatever. We'll just get it next time or try, try it again next time. Well, Stan jumps on there and gets 205. So he matches me on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, we're not walking out of here tied. You know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to hurt myself trying. And so put 225 on it, missed it like three more times. And then on the fourth time, I got it. Uh, Good. I looked over at him. <laughs> he was he was he was upset. He was upset. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just crushed it. That's awesome.
1: No, but I love it. I love getting able to being able to go in there and and do those max days, mix it up a little bit. It's always fun.
0: Well, yesterday my goal was just to beat the CrossFit Games women <laughs> athletes at the lifts, and I think I did. Dude, not real monsters. sure if I did. Uh, I don't think y'all did, though. I know uh, I didn't. I know <laughs> I didn't.
1: Dude, did you see did you see some of those girls? I mean. Yeah,
0: they are truly amazing.
1: Dude, that's next level. I mean, yeah. but if you're like that, that is, that's got to be your whole life. I mean, right? I oh, mean sure.
0: They're top of the game, man. I
1: mean, you, you, that that's what you do.
0: Over six hours a day, every meal is weighed and measured. You know, like Matt Frazier, his wife Sammy gives him every meal, and he trains, you know, all day. Uh you know maximizes recovery and everything he's won five years in a row yeah he's and a monster same with tia claire and all those all those ladies uh and all the other men but that's what it takes you know but yeah. you know like us we have an hour to work out every day so we dedicate one hour to our to ourselves, our personal f- wellness mm-hmm. do that one hour and we maximize it with crossfit dude just hit that it keeps us in good shape you know but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of people. You know that thing that was it's been circulating around it's like being uh working out is hard. Being unfit is also hard. Mm-hmm. You know, choose your hard. You know, it it's hard to come to the gym every day, but once you get into it, it becomes easier. And then but it's also if you don't, like it's hard to be big and and unhealthy yeah. also. That's hard. That's harder. Absolutely. Than just coming every day and working out. Mm-hmm. Right? In my opinion.
1: Well, what I've noticed is I I'm a noon class person and so um, it's just a rhythm and a routine. That's yeah. just what I do at noon. You know, it, I mean, if I don't have a meeting in the way or you know that, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, um, that's just what we do. We show up at the, we show up at the gym at noon and work out. No matter what, part of the day.
0: No matter what the workout is, you show up. Just
1: show up. Five days a week is always my goal. Uh, I've been doing that for. Well, I I did it when I first started, and then kind of fell off a little bit in the last two months. That's been my I'm like five days a week, yeah. five days a week. So I'm loving it.
0: Yeah, and you know I tell people like if you feel bad one day, you wake up and you you super sore or you need to take a rest day take one Mm -hmm. but don't take two in a row yeah you know because then two turns into three sometimes three turns into four then before you know it you're out two weeks and it's like man you've lost something you had you know and yeah anyway all right well let's get into it let's Um, do it I want to before we get into your story you two weeks ago at this church service you had a, a sermon called uh teach me how to pray uh huh. And I want to know a few things about that. Right. First of all, this is not a sh- sharp shooting session. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I know nothing. <laughs> it's great. Whenever somebody <laughs> asks me to pray, I've I've prayed in groups before, uh-huh. in front of people. I'm uneasy about it. It's embarrassing to me it's because it's intimidating. It's intimidating. Yep. I don't know what to say, but you kind of spelled it out for me in that sermon, and it made a lot of sense because you use the Lord's prayer as a guideline mm-hmm. to 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 mold, like, what's the proper prayer? Now, of course, anybody can pray anything at any for time. For sure. Absolutely. But if you're looking for a guideline to pray, mm-hmm. and we should pray, uh, take me through it, man.
1: So we, we, we started a sermon series, because um, I believe, like, as the church and just Christians in general, you know, those who follow Jesus— um, that one of the one of the things that we get to do, and one of the main things that we do, is pray. Um, that's just simply just communing with God. You know, uh, having conversations uh, with Him and, mm-hmm. and and praying. He, you know, God God wants to hear what's on our heart. You know, those kind of things. And so, you know, ultimately God just wants to, you know, spend time with us. That you know, that kind of thing. But in the in the New Testament, what happened was um, Jesus had a group of guys who He traveled with for you know His years while He was here on Earth, especially the last three. Um, and his disciples, and so what happened was, is they started noticing things in Jesus's life that they're like, man, that's 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 missing from mine, or I'm not having that same kind of effect whenever I do that. And one of those things was prayer. Um, and so, at one point, his disciples come to him after they've seen Jesus pray, after they've watched him, and you know, uh, uh, seen the impact that he's having on people's life, that kind of thing, in his prayer life. And they come to Jesus and they say, man, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? Like mm-hmm. because we want to see. We want to see that happen in our lives as well. We want that same type of relationship. Now, up to that point, basically, what they've been doing is reciting like, uh, you know, different religious statements that were found in the Torah, uh, the first five books of the Bible. And so, whenever they see Jesus have this personal relationship with with God, they're like, "Man, show us how to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I want I want to know how to do that." Uh, And that and that's when he launches into the Lord's Prayer, where he says, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us Mm -hmm. and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for that is the kingdom power glory forever amen Mm -hmm. and so what was actually going on there is is obviously it was a prayer to god but i believe also and many many scholars and theologians believe that it was a it was a model prayer Mm -hmm. so it was like a track to run on yeah um and so what you're saying is you know our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name and so what that's starting with is god you're so good yeah you know what I'm saying, Lord? Thank you for thank you for all that you're doing in my life. Thank you for mm-hmm. you know uh, my health. Thank you for uh, m- you know the provision, my family. And so, what so, so what you're starting yeah. with is a
0: oh, like a recognition, mm-hmm. like uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So you're good. Thank you, Lord. You yeah. know, like most prayers I've ever heard in my whole life starts out with you know, thank you, God. Yeah. Dear God, thank you. You know. So that's like the first part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So thanks, like recognition, you're the man, you know, Absolutely. Like, I, <laughs> you, you Absolutely. Know. but thank you so much for things you have given me. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so, I mean, it's, it's just like any other kid who'd, who'd go up to their dad, you know, I use that illustration. Um, you know, the, the first thing I want to start off with my dad and anything is like, yeah, dad, thanks for all that you've done for me, you know, mm-hmm. the, throughout my whole life, like, thank you. Thanks for being there. You know, thanks for providing. Yeah. And, and even God, the same way, I believe God loves to hear that. Like God loves to hear our heart on that subject matter and like our gratitude and thankfulness to him. Mm-hmm. So you start off with, you start off with praise, God, you're so good. And then and then you get into what, what I would call, or most people call the petition part, give us, and you start talking about God, I, you know, petition, Lord, I, I need you to do this in my life now.
0: So now you've got an, a maybe a problem or a. Mm-hmm. What, a what, need. What the ne- a need that you that you need addressed?
1: Yeah. So our Father in heaven, hallowed be the name. Uh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth and heaven. And it's like, give us this day our daily bread. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, provide. Would you would you continue to provide in my life? You're the provider, but would you continue to do that, Lord? do You see. Lord, you know I need help on this bill. Uh, would you yeah. would you show up and help me, God? Would you bring the finance? You know, those kind of things. And so we just start making petitions, whatever it is uh, in our lives, the needs that arise. Because it doesn't matter who we are, we all find ourselves in, in no need. No doubt. <laughs> you know, and uh, to be able to pray that, I think, is also humbling, too, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, I, I realize I can't make it all happen on my own. God, I need you in this spot. Right. And so, give us this day our daily bread, and then forgive us. And you start getting into forgiveness, right? Which is, which is a hard one. Um,
0: yeah. It's hard to say in front of people too, because you don't want to air out everything. No. But
1: and, and and this is what I yeah. tell, this is what I tell people too all the time. I'm not going to air out my mess in front of a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't need everybody to know my stuff. Now accountability is great, but I do need some people to know you know what's mm-hmm. happening in my life. So I'm not going to pray like these. Um, you know, like airing out my mess in, in 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 a big group of people because I don't know you. I don't know if you really love me. You know that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, but what you do is you just ask God for forgiveness during that time because there's yeah. all sorts of things.
0: <laughs> so for you know, God forgive me where we where I failed you. Yeah, absolutely. You know.
1: Absolutely, Lord help me and help me to be better. You know, empower me to empower me to be better next time. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And so you start asking for forgiveness. And but one of the things, the crazy things about forgiveness, and I'm not trying to get too far off into it, is is our ability to forgive as well, mm-hmm. and so we're asking God for forgiveness. But what also God's asking us to do is forgive those who who have who have hurt us as well. And mm-hmm. so those in our lives, I mean, you walk those through that life. Those that have trespassed against us. Yeah, yeah. So those who have wronged me, those who have sinned against me, you know, those people who have who have hurt me. Yeah. God, I. Yeah, give me a best second. I can. I've got
0: a I've got a list here of people that I want to talk about <laughs> that have wronged me in the past. I'm going to name them real quick.
1: <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just get it off your chest. That's right. Just get it off your
0: chest. This is the last time I'm going to mention them, but I'm going to, just for all the listeners out there, I'm going to talk about these folks. No, I'm just I just kidding. got a couple of people I yeah. want to talk about. Yeah. I've forgotten all about that stuff. No, I haven't. Keep it.
1: Keep it. And what it does, though, but it bottles up yeah. on the inside of us, you right. know? And, and then one day, I promise you, one day that's coming out. You know what I'm It'll, saying? Like yeah. one day that's gonna make its way out.
0: It'll come out when that remote control, the battery's dead, but you are tr- pressing the buttons real hard, you know? That's right. And then you end up throwing that thing across the room.
1: And you're like, where'd that come from? Yeah. It wasn't about the button. <laughs> yeah. it like, was not about the button. That was about that person who hurt me right. ten years ago. Right. You know, like. yeah. <laughs> but that that that's what that forgiveness part comes into because the Bible the Bible makes a huge statement that says, um, basically, this is my paraphrase, is that is that it God God forgives us when we learn how to forgive other people. Like that, that I, mean, I mean, and so, so God is a forgiving God, he's a gracious God, he's a loving God, but um, um, forgiveness flows both ways. Mm-hmm. And so, so we have to learn how to, how to forgive others and release other people, because uh, I believe then we actually experience the full forgiveness of what God intended for us to know from him. And that's hard, you know, that's, we, even people watch, listening today, like you've walked through some stuff, You've had wrongs and things happen against you that's like, I'm not ready to forgive that. You know, like I can't do that. I don't even know how mm-hmm. to do that. But that's a process. And so we shouldn't like, maybe today I, d- I don't have the courage or the guts or the faith to, to forgive that person. But, uh, you know, the longer I keep journeying with God, uh, it'll happen. So.
0: Lead us not into temptation, uh-huh. but deliver us from, from evil. evil. So, so I preached t- on that one. What are we talking about?
1: I mean, I think you're talking about what everybody in the world experiences. Uh, obviously temptation uh and we walk through life and we are tempted by you're tempted I mean we're tempted by all sorts of stuff we're tempted mm-hmm. by um uh just just anything you know uh to, to to cheat maybe financially um uh you know you're tempted by maybe the opposite sex you know th- those kind of things which no none of us like to to admit but there's temptations that are coming mm-hmm. at us all the time Jesus experienced this yep. um the devil the devil Jesus in the wilderness and he's fasting, um, and the devil comes and tempts him three different times. And every time Jesus answers back with the, you know, the word of God and, and fights off the temptation and beats the temptation. Um, but I always tell people, let me tell you, if, if Jesus was tempted, we're going to be tempted too, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yep. like if he had to walk through it, I guarantee you, uh, we're going to walk through it as well. And so what we're doing is Lord, don't, don't, don't lead us into temptation because that's not what you do, but, but actually deliver us from it. God, God, um, one of the things about God is he, he delivers us from terrible situations. And so, um, even when we're walking through temptation, um, uh, there's always a, there's always an a way, way of an escape. The Bible declares that I'm sorry, I'm I keep saying this, but, um, the Bible talks a lot about that. You will not be tempted past the point that you just have no control. Right. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we're like, man, it just, it was so tempting. I just couldn't, I had, I had to have that second bowl of ice cream. You know, I couldn't say no to it or, you know, and, and your temptations yeah. are all different, but, um, but, but the Bible says that, that we're never tempted past our point to, to, to just, like, I have no choice. like I, I, it, Something came over me, I had no choice. But there's always in a way of an escape, the Bible says. And so whenever Jesus is praying, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, um, he's basically praying that, Lord, you know, temptation is going to come, uh, but God, show us the deliverance that you have for us in that moment. Good. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. It yeah. Total sense. And you said Ice cream.
1: Ice cream and
0: uh, (laughs) you know that's not a temptation a lot of people have no i'm kidding (laughs) everybody has that temptation and and you know it's just funny it's ice cream but people are addicted people and you you say ice cream but put that put in there you know if you struggle with your weight Mm -hmm. and you try to quit man it's like man i'm trying to get healthy and i can't i just that's an addiction, man. Yeah. And it's a it's a real addiction, just like if you were addicted to drugs or yep. sex or or all of it. Any any addiction out there, and um, there's a way out, and it's it, it's hard, man. It's hard.
1: Yeah. The, every time there's a way out, you know. Anytime I ever fall into temptation, right? Because we're all we're all <laughs> we're we're all capable. Yeah. A- anytime I ever fall into temptation, like if I look back on it, I go, "Oh, I could have." that was the point I could have like dipped. That was the point I could have got out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. that that was the point I could have said no and then moved on. Um, Then there's almost like this line that's crossed. And once that line has been crossed, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's game on, you know, kind of deal. Uh, But, but yeah, I mean, I think we get better at it. The more we, the more we do it, you know? Um, And, and the more I rely on God that God, you know, where I'm weak, you know, the areas of my life where I I like, like it's hard for me to say no, or, you Mm -hmm. know, those kind of things. Um, and then we rely on the power of his spirit to come and deliver us, and I think that's a very real thing that God wants all of us to know so
0: what's the next line Lead us uh, not
1: station but deliver us me for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever amen what are we saying there and that's just reminding ourselves, i believe again uh that god this is all yours um you're in you know you are you're, you're you're in control of my life, yours is the kingdom God yours is the power yours is the glory forever uh amen and so I think that's another reminder that no matter what I walk through, God's with me. Um, and I have the creator of the universe um, that's on my side walking through me. So it doesn't really matter what I walk through, God's with me. And so I think that that really s- seals the deal, wraps up the package. The prayer there at the end is, mm-hmm. is God, thank you that you're with me. Uh, and, Lord, um, no matter what I walk through today, you're going to be with me. And so I just rely on that. Like, I just press into that. And uh, and I know that you're there. So.
0: Great. Well, that's good, man. Thank you for that.
1: Did that help at all? It
0: did. It did. <laughs> and I know
1: there's a lot of people who yeah. are who are going to listen to this and and they'll have they'll have different takes on it, but I think that's that's the beauty that's of the Bible. What, that's <laughs> not what
0: the original book of uh yeah.
1: That's right. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> You, you ha- should hear it sometimes after church on yeah. Sunday like the sermon was good, but uh <laughs>
0: but, but that's not ever, how I You ever
1: thought about this. <laughs> that's not
0: how my pappy taught it. You know, he's like, "Yeah, I know. Well, that's the way I do it." And uh um, Yeah. It's, you have a right. It's like you're an American, you have a right to believe what you want to believe and, and how, you know worship how you want to worship, and that's fine. Yep. Everybody's a little different. I love it. Um, Absolutely. But, no, I need to practice that, and I need to kind of get my thoughts down so I can, you know, some people have been doing it all the time, and it takes repetition like everything else. Oh, uh, yeah. You obviously, it's your job. You have a lot of repetition, and you're really great at it. And Man,
1: I remember the first time or one of the first times somebody, we were in a – we were at the First Baptist Church in in Woodway, Texas. It was Sunday night. We called it 7:37, uh, and it was a little like worship time. And then we broke into small groups. And so we broke into small groups based on the ages and and grades. And the college guy who was leading our small group, I was like seventh grade at the time. He was he at the end of the of the devotion. He was he he challenged us all to pray, you know. And so mm-hmm. everybody in the room was going to pray. And I had all my friends in there, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel comfortable, you know, <laughs> like I'm, you know. And so we. We start praying. I remember when it came my turn to pray because we did the whole circle prayer thing. Mm -hmm. And literally I opened my mouth and nothing came out. And I like froze up on the spot, you know, and started stuttering, you know, and couldn't get anything out. But I was so afraid, you know, to pray in front of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I do it, you know, all the time. And um, on a Sunday morning, you know, all the time throughout the week, that kind of thing is praying in front of people. And so it doesn't matter where you start. We're all on a journey, right, in a process. Um, And so... I think that's the beauty of it all is that we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be perfect but, but uh we're in process, so
0: me and you were in kindergarten together. Yeah. In Canton, Texas. Uh <coughs> your dad was pastor of the Victory Church mm-hmm. here for a while. And you moved first grade, second grade?
1: We left we left here in first grade. Left yeah. here in I first went, grade. Moved, moved to, to Waco.
0: Moved to Waco where you went to high school. Yeah. All the way
1: I, went, I started off in a, in a Christian school, pu- uh, private school there in Waco, and then in and sixth grade went to public school and then graduated from Midway High School there in uh, Waco, Texas. Hewitt Woodway, Waco, Texas, that area.
0: And you were a basketball player, obviously. <laughs>
1: loved basketball. Loved basketball. Grew up doing it. What other
0: sports, before we get into basketball, what other sports did you do?
1: I did, uh, let's see, junior high, I did football. <laughs> played, <laughs> junior, play, high? junior high, nice. I played football. I was B team all star. B-team. B-team, all-star. Never came off the field. People. Just never came off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story. I was
0: B-team on the basketball team. We're yes. We're, yeah. that's, that's why my basketball career was short. But
1: That's why my yeah. football career was yeah. done. Uh, seventh grade, I go out, and I'm like, you know, everybody wants to play quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So seventh grade, I'm like, I'm playing quarterback. But th- in seventh grade, you have the guys who, like, have already fully matured, right? And yeah. you have the guys who are just now getting right. into the they're process. Like, they're,
0: like, t- seem like they're 21 years old <laughs> yeah. in seventh grade. Yeah. So
1: I wasn't that. I was Body the, hair, I, I, I was the other They've end. got a beard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you line up to them. You remember, like, <laughs> the, the hitting drills where you'd, like, count, like, who am I about to hit? Yeah. So I was always about to hit the biggest dude. Like, yeah. I was like, golly. You know, trying to, like, sneak. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So... I was like, I'm gonna go out for quarterback. So I went out for quarterback and made the B team, you know. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, but, but anyway, made the B team. So eighth grade year, I'm like, I'm being, on, I'm, I'm, I'm on the A team this year. And so I was like, I'm going out for receiver. And yeah. I was like, you know, I can, I can make A team on receiver. So I went out there and uh, we were going through trials, all that kind of stuff. And the coach yells at me, Henderson, across the field. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like I'm playing receiver this year coach yeah. like I'm going to be on the A team that's you know the chicks dig the A team right? <laughs> right yeah <laughs> they wouldn't
0: dare they wouldn't dare date anybody yeah. on the B team no
1: come on and so so anyway and then he, he was like no you're playing quarterback this year so uh B team two years in a row all-star B teamer um, lettered <laughs> lettered on the B team <laughs> 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 but did that through uh, junior high and um, ran track 7th grade year Grand track, seventh career, 110 and 300-meter hurdles.
0: Nice. That was my career right there. I remember uh, Coach Newby was my coach in uh, junior high basketball, but I was B-team (laughs) all-star. I mean, scored like a lot of points, (laughs) like shot three-pointers. He called me Shotgun Sam. I (laughs) I would just shoot three-pointers and like one I had this killer game one time where i made all these three-pointers he like moved me up to a team and set i rode the bench the entire <laughs> he game sat there the
1: whole time yeah and i
0: was like this is sucks <laughs> yeah i'm going back to the I'm b done. team where like i can ball it up <laughs> first of all like i don't like playing with these good guys and mainly i don't like sitting on the bench no I, way, yeah, know, i'd rather i'd rather, be, I'd rather, I'd rather there. be in the stands than over here on the bench yeah of course whatever but <laughs> went back to b team and then i, did, I didn't play in high school but
1: um that was it huh so how did you
0: i mean all right let's talk basketball now yeah you had this red afro
1: dude it was next level yeah Yeah.
0: so adam adam has a red beard and red hair looks like me a lot a little taller Little thinner face, uh, but a lot of people are like, "Is this y'all brothers?" Yeah, you know. Brother.
1: know. No, well, and somebody once thought I was your kid. Remember that? <laughs>
0: don't, don't. I wasn't going to bring that up, man. I was trying to put that. I was proud to put that down inside.
1: He said, "Man, you George know? is really grown." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not going to tell that entire story, no. but I will tell a part of it. A guy came up to me and goes, "Is your boy here?" And I'm like, "What?" So. Somebody, an an adult in Texas, thought that Adam was my son, and man, that was a oh. blow. That was a blow to the old ego that day. But you know, whatever. Man, that was one of the best stories. We ever. don't have I, I, we, don't, we don't have a good <laughs> every day can't be a great day. You know, that was funny. Too good. Funny for uh, you, but uh, so you had a one time you had a red afro. Yeah. Which how'd that? I mean, why did you decide to get that afro?
1: So. I, let's see early 2000s mm-hmm. high school kid high school boy I feel like long hair was coming back in like it was it was a cool thing to do um and so all me and all my friends just started decided to grow our hair out and uh I grew mine out. we'd grow we'd grow it out through the summer because our school was midway was kind of like particular like you couldn't kid guys couldn't have hair on their collar
0: right yeah same again you know yeah.
1: um and so we grow it all out throughout the summer, that kind of thing. Um, and mine, I, I never grew, my, grew mine out that long. Mine just turned into like a big like afro. So it was like, what per- was that What was that comedian's name?
0: Perfectly round.
1: Yeah, um, Carrot Top.
0: Yeah, Carrot Top. I mean, I'm telling you. We dude, get a lot of Carrot Top references absolutely. as a redhead.
1: Dude, and so it was straight up like Carrot Top status, mm-hmm. Ronald McDonald, you know, like that kind of thing. Like the, yeah. the fro was there for sure. And so let's, anyway, let's list
0: for a minute. For those listeners, like, advantages of being redhead. Let's talk about disadvantages first. Can't take your shirt off in the sun. Might die. Might die (laughs) slash, I mean, I can take my shirt off 15 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything over, 15 minutes or over, I've got a definite deep sunburn. Absolutely. 15 minutes Got to go to the dermatologist, sun. yeah. So, like, you'll see, you know, we make fun, people make fun of me at the beach. I'm looking like a beekeeper. You know, I've got, like, a hood on, <laughs> long sleeves, long. I mean, because I used to be that guy. Like, no, nah, I'm going to get a base tan. And, you know, I'm going to take it off. And now I've got blisters on my shoulder like I've been in a, a just, house on fire.
1: I'm just going to get a little base tan. Yeah, <laughs> base tan.
0: I just don't, I don't get a base 10. Nope. So the sun, you know, I say I'm allergic to the sun, but, you know, it's, it's like very sensitive. So can't do that. Now Unreal. I can, heat doesn't, you know, I can get out in the heat, you know, with long sleeve. That doesn't bother me. It's just sun oh. will crush me.
1: Yeah. Every time. I and mean, that's, that's obvious. Why, that's why I like the long sleeve, like fishing shirts. Yeah. Adam, you going fishing? No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just another day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that, that meme, it's like. Hey baby, you wanna go to you wanna go to Olive Garden tonight? He's like, got just the thing. He's like, <laughs> picture that fishing shirt, you know, like puts on his nice yeah, shirt. Yeah, <laughs> got just the the attire for that. Um, secondly, I don't know if you struggle with this. You you're a pretty good sleeper, but like I'm <laughs> <You're> a light <laughs> sleeper. My eyelids, you know, my skin's like white, uh-huh. so like my I feel like my eyelids are thin. So <laughs> <when> <laughs> this sounds weird. When I shut my eyes, like right now. I can pretty much see how many fingers in my holding. I can though? see you <laughs> like your outline of your body. I can't see how many fingers but if I've you I've never heard this before. If you were to walk <laughs> if you were to walk back and forth, I could see like you move back and forth. So like if Dude. I can't sleep during the day, I have to have something over my eyes. You have to you put know, something over yeah.
1: there. Yeah. Dude, that's great. I don't no.
0: <laughs> yeah. But your eyes are dark. My eyes are yeah. light. You got those dark eyes. You got so you had those that sunglasses in your eyes already. Mm-hmm. Built um, in. And I have to have sunglasses all the time. So I've not, never,
1: I've never <laughs> heard. <laughs> I've never heard. My eyelids are a little thin. Yeah.
0: Next, let's talk about sweating. Do you sweat very bad?
1: I don't sweat like you.
0: Right. Okay, sweat, so that's not a redhead. I sweat, but I don't sweat like you. <laughs> that's the redhead thing then. That's not a redhead thing. That, see, my mom sweats bad. She's got red hair. Mm-hmm. And I thought growing up, like, okay, that's a redhead thing. Redheads sweat really bad. I sweat. Like, I'm sweating right now. I'm yeah. not not nervous. I'm not hot i'm just, just sweaty sweating. absolutely but if i work You're running a little hot if i work out dude i mean there is a pool i
1: know i remember one time we got on working out and it mm-hmm. looked like a faucet was coming off of you like off yeah. your forehead it was just it yeah. wasn't like drip drip which yeah. it, was just, it was just it was a steady stream so
0: in <laughs> like growing up we'd be at a birthday party and you know i remember like friends moms would like set me down like are you are you okay because <laughs> you know we'd be out playing tag and I would be, dr- my clothes would be wet, and I'd just be like, no, I'm having fun, what's wrong? And they'd be like, well, you're really sweaty, and oh my gosh. And I remember Jace Gutierrez's mom, Tiana, would come over and be like, uh, sweaty is be- just re- means you're really healthy. You know, she was always real <laughs> supportive, three, yeah. you know, I loved her <laughs> for that. Uh, but, uh, you know, and one of the things, I think in junior high basketball, they're like, they take me out of the game. Because I thought... Everybody's playing, you know, but I'm playing, but... Everybody's jersey is green. My jersey's black <laughs> from sweat, and they think I'm like tired, you know, and I'm not.
1: I'm just he, sw- needs, he needs to be hydrated. He, need, he needs uh, further hydration. There's no way he has anything left to give.
0: Yeah, and then um, that's hilarious. I can't think of any more. <clears throat> and then you got people like you know got gen- people call you ginger, mm-hmm. carrot top, you know, whatever, red. Uh, so we're
1: playing a game in Midlothian, Texas, one mm-hmm. night in high school. Um and they're doing the starting five introductions, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we're away and they start introducing us and um they get to me and they start whistling the Andy Griffith show theme song. No. Oh, yeah. They they start whistling the whole time Son and a. and they, they they call me Opie the whole night. Um
0: <laughs> Opie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I've been Opie. called that before. Oh, that yeah. was, that was another one we got yeah, you know got Opie. called
1: but I thought that was brilliant. I was like, "No one's ever done that before." They like, yeah. they deserved an award for that. Did they one. get to you? Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. like, like, yeah. If I if I look back on it, like in the moment, I've been like, "Oh no," you know. But yeah. Like inside, I'm like, "Dang, Dang guys." Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Mm. Hmm.
1: So Ronald McDonald, Opie, <laughs> Ronald McDonald. I never, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett I never top. got
0: Ronald McDonald. I got Chucky before. Did remember, you get remember Chucky the clown yeah. or the uh, little doll? Yeah. Uh, I had a guy, I was like, man, you look like Chucky. And then, you know, he'd come up and be like, <laughs> one of my friends at West Point, uh, Percy, not Percy Jackson, Percy Jenkins, this uh, black kid, he was really funny. Uh, what What did Chucky say when he's putting a curse on people? He goes, uh, I don't even know. My
1: parents wouldn't let me watch it. <laughs> yeah, he would say like,
0: <laughs> he would come up and do the Chucky curse, he'd be like, uh, I'm going to hear uh, or something, whatever, anyway. So anyway, but never knew what mm-hmm. it was advantage of being redheaded. And then the other day somebody, I think Kemba Bozeman put this meme on Facebook and it was like redhead national redhead day, you know, mm-hmm. national. You know
1: everything's national. Everything. <laughs> you get on Facebook and yeah. it's another national day. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: I'm gonna make my own national days. Which <laughs> this is what people do. It's not a real thing, but and it was like redheads, you know, allergic to the sun, sweating, <laughs> you know, like all these all the things we just said basically. And then advantages though. Some redheaded are less susceptible to pain. (laughs) I was like, what? I never heard of that. I, I could have used that when I was a kid, though, man. <laughs> I could I have used that as as I'd be like, "Well, I'm I'm stronger than you, you know. Like, I can't feel pain." Absolutely. I don't know if that's real. Do you I'd, think that's real?
1: I don't know. I've heard it, I've heard it before, but my my question is like, how do they determine it? So do they like line up a lot <laughs> yeah. of people and they be like, "Tell me kick, how bad this kick, hurts." <laughs> yeah,
0: kick this guy in the shin, <laughs> kick this guy in the shin, and then when it gets yeah. to you, it's like, don't even hurt.
1: On a scale of one to ten, how, how does this feel? You know.
0: I wonder if that's true. I mean, I I feel like I'm pretty tough sometimes, but. uh Pain tolerance is really high because he's redheaded. It's
1: just, it's just who they uh, are.
0: Or like they're like, he's got a bad temper. He's redheaded. He's Irish. That was
1: that was always one too. Yeah. They would they would they would always look at me and be like, it's you know, hey, don't lose your don't don't lose your yeah. temper. And I'm like, I'm really cool. Like I'm pretty actually pretty chill. Well, uh, oh, you're redheaded.
0: You know? So, moving on, <clears throat> basketball in high school, you must have been pretty good because you went on to play college basketball tell, yeah. me, tell me what about your senior year were you just balling it up In high Midland? school
1: yeah oh dude yeah so <laughs> first game senior year junior year i got hurt preseason and tore a bunch of ligaments out of the backside of my ankle and so junior was still fine though I, I recovered by about district time i was ready to go but going into senior year opening night we played uh who did we play we played cedar park right down there by austin they came up to play us and dude i dropped like 32 points or something like that like balled out and i'm like pfft I'm going to Duke, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: heck yeah.
1: I was like, coach K's definitely calling tomorrow. Right. You know, like yeah, he's watching tape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, dropped like 30, 30 plus on him. Went into overtime, won the game, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that was, that was my career highlight right there at 30, 30 32, 30, points. 32. Um, and had, a, but had a great senior year, an awesome senior year. Uh, you know, all the, all the accolades that came along with it, but wasn't highly recruited at all um had had a couple options to play at different places um and finally ended up ended up landing on uh east texas Baptist university and so but senior year was fun i mean we you know I was on varsity since my sophomore year, so it was fun to be like sophomore and where you're just getting dominated you know mm-hmm. and then junior year where it's like, oh I can play with these dudes, and then senior year it's like all right now it's time for us to dominate yeah. you know and so um anyways, senior year was a, was a lot of fun we went hit hit a couple of game winners. Uh, hit a couple of game winners, like half court, just heave it up there, you know, kind of deal. Bank it off the glass, goes in, and you're like, did I just do that? Yeah. You know, that those kind of things. Hit a game winner uh, out in Corsicana one night. We played we played Terrell in the first round of the playoffs. He was tied up with like 10 seconds left. Uh, hit a game winner there. At, you know, at the buzzer, won that one. People just go crazy. Went nuts. Went nuts. You know, like it's it's those things yeah. that like you know you like you you live like in so those moments for. did this
0: happen? To, this happened to me at West Point, but there were more people at my high school games mm-hmm. than there were at my college <laughs> games. Is that same thing for you at East Texas? Absolutely.
1: Until we got into we get into conference play and it'd be like a big conference rival. Yeah. And then there'd be a lot of people show up, but other than that, I was like, man, yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of a letdown, you know? Yeah.
0: So you know, I was a good football player at Canton, and you know. <sighs> had a great senior year mm-hmm. you know i was linebacker but i'm you know i'm five nine and three quarters yeah. you know i would say five ten 200 pounds you know and and I played well and kind of got recruited at west point when i got to west point lost 20 pounds though and the coach was like you need to go out for the sprint team which <laughs> is like a lightweight football team yeah but we go play and there'd be like 10 people in the stands yeah and it was ncaa we'd go like play cornell and, mm-hmm. and pr- princeton and and penn and navy and air force and stuff but i was like man this canton high school had way more of a <laughs> fans and and cheerleaders you know we didn't even right. have a cheerleader yep not that that uh, that mattered but you know kind of oh but it does though, me dude, up, it yeah yeah
1: absolutely i like you know everybody likes playing in front of somebody yeah yeah, yeah. you put in all that hard work but no ET, etbu was fun it had it had a good time out there um,
0: so did <clears> did did etbu being East Texas Baptist University, that have a factor of picking your college, that it was a Christian?
1: Yeah, I I guess maybe a little bit, but I had like uh, ACU, uh, Abilene Christian, Mm -hmm. McMurray, Hardin Simmons, uh, you know, a, a lot of smaller schools here in Texas and ETBU, and so I really didn't know, like I didn't know where I wanted to go or which way I should go, that kind of thing to go play. And went and visited all of them and talked to the coaches, you know, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> had conversations with all, with every one of them. And, and it was just something about ETBU. I was like, I think I'm, I'm just going to go to ETBU and play what out there. What was I don't – I, I like the campus. The campus was cool. I like the look of East Texas over West Texas. Yeah. Uh, it's prettier to me, you know. Mm-hmm. They got trees and pine trees and that kind of stuff. Marshall was a small town, but uh, still is. But I, I, I like I just I just like the feel of it, and so I actually met some of the basketball players from ETBU, and I was like, you know what, I think we're gonna do this one. And so it just it just seemed to fit better for me. Yeah. And If I had to put my hand, I don't know what it would be, um, but it was probably you know just God's direction.
0: What year did you graduate?
1: From high school or ETBU? Co- I, so I left ETBU after my after my first year. So played and started and all that kind of stuff, and then at the end of the year, I just really felt like there was something more that God wanted me to do, mm-hmm. and so I didn't know what that was, um, and I really, and, and, and with basketball, I loved basketball growing up, I mean, you can come to church here and listen to sermons, I'm talking about basketball, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so I love basketball, but I felt like, I felt like it was, I was done playing basketball at that level, you know, kind of deal, and so wanted to focus in on more, and I really felt like God wanted me, in those moments, like, he was drawing me into the ministry, and he was really starting to shape me, and form me for what he had, and so I moved back, um, to Waco, mm-hmm and went to a bible school there um called kairos bibles training center but it was affiliated with north carolina college of theology and so went to school there and and graduated you know a few years later from there um that that, that bible school and so that's what I are you still
0: following your dad's ministry at this point or
1: <clears throat> like what do you mean like like
0: i mean uh is he your role model yeah
1: so, you, I mean, you have people in your life who would be like mentors or yeah. uh, spiritual fathers, like a lot of people would say, that, like yeah. that kind of role. Um, and so, yeah, he definitely is. That's the guy, you know, he pastored here. We moved to Waco, planted the Waco Christian Fellowship, a church there. Uh, and so I've always followed his lead, you know, and, and gleaned and learned so much from him. And so even to this day, he still, you know, he travels the world, writes books, mm-hmm. preaches, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so... I definitely.
0: He's been on God TV. We're talking about Robert Henderson.
1: Yeah, he's he's been on he's been on he's been on all of them basically, uh, and so now he's known a little lot more for the books that he writes and things like that, which he likes a lot more because he doesn't have to travel. You know, he can write yeah. from his house. Uh, and so, so yeah, I definitely definitely learned so much from him, and still learn so much from him today.
0: Let's fast forward for a minute. You're the pastor of Radiant. My church, Radiant Van Zandt Church mm-hmm. in Canton, Texas. So you moved back here. Me and you went to kindergarten together. But mm-hmm. you moved back in about, what, about six years ago? or
1: It's almost been six years ago. So I moved back in like the very beginning of 2015.
0: So in 2015, you got hooked up with Foursquare. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we got a church for you in Canton. Yeah. Take me through some of that
1: so i was up in seattle washington and i was pastoring up there Mm -hmm. i was an associate pastor up there uh and just really felt like it was time to go back to texas and didn't know how that how that was going to play out what that meant there was no job opportunity there was nothing lined up Uh, and so we're doing a yearly review uh with my boss also one of my best friends dan bursch and we're sitting down and we're going through the yearly review that we do you know uh and he's he's reviewing me and he's telling me what i need to work on and get better at you know all that kind of stuff um and so I've been having this thought and been praying through moving back to Texas and what that looks like. So I, we stopped and we talked about that. I said, Dan, I think I'm moving. I feel like God wants me to move back to Texas. And so he shuts his computer, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, "What?" Uh, and it's like, "Yeah, man, that's just what I keep feeling." Uh, and he's like, "Well, what are you going to do? Do you have anything lined up?" I'm like, "I have nothing lined up. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do." Uh, and so uh, we cried a little bit because we love doing ministry together and we we're best friends. Um, and so we got I walked out of that meeting and I told my I just told my boss that like, you know, within the next three or four months this is my plan and mm-hmm. so we need, you know, look into hiring somebody else for what I'm doing, that kind of thing. Um and I got in the car and I promise you, Sam, got in the car after I just had this talk with my boss about not being there and moving back to Texas. Um I get a call from the district supervisor down here who, who says, is this Adam Henderson? I'm like, yes, sir, he says it's Dave Coffey. And so I know who Dave is. Dave oversees a bunch of churches in this area. And so he, I said, oh, well, hey, man, you know, and I'm like, why is Dave Coffey calling me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says, hey, uh, your name's come up in a couple meetings. Um, <clears throat> we we You know, we really feel like God has a call in your life, you know, those kind of things. Um, I just wanted you to know, I know you're originally from Texas and just felt like I should call you and let you know that we have a couple of churches that are available and open down here and wanted to see if you might be interested in, you know, leading one of these churches. Uh, And I was like, well, absolutely. And he doesn't know the conversation that I just had. Mm -hmm. And so he says, well, I got two churches available. One's in Oklahoma City. And I was like, I ain't moving to Oklahoma, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) we're not doing Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, and then the and then he says and then another one's in a really small town you probably never heard of called canton texas (laughs) and i was like what i went to kindergarten first grade in canton my dad pastored in canton you know all those kind of things and so obviously you line it up you're like that's not that's not just by chance you know so he said come down and and preach at the church and just see see how you feel you know Mm -hmm. come down one uh, sunday so they flew me down here i I preached and just felt right just felt like what god wanted to do uh and so said yes to it and when I, funny thing is when I spoke that Sunday morning, everybody had invited their friends, right? So they had friends and family and stuff in here. And yeah. so, you know, there was probably, there was probably 50 people. And I'm like, we can work with 50 people, Yeah. right? <laughs> like 50 people, we can make this uh-huh. thing go. And so after I said yes and moved down here, I remember the first Sunday, there was like, there was like 15 people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where'd the, where'd the other people go? And they're like, yeah. oh, that was family from out of town. They don't go to church here. You know, yeah. like, like, so there's yeah. 15 people that go to church here. Uh, and totally freaked out, scared out of my mind. I'm like, oh, no, I've missed it. Like, this was not yeah. good. This was not a good move. Um, then half those people left because they decided they didn't like me. You know? <laughs> so now we're down to seven, seven yeah. seven and a half people. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. man, we got a small group. Like, do we put our chairs in a circle on Sunday morning? And, yeah, You know, just sing Kumbaya and have a little Devo? Um, yeah. Uh, and so – so that was at the very beginning. That's what that's what we started with. That's what we're working with. Now we obviously had this building. It wasn't finished out like this, but we had a yeah. building.
0: So this building has always been here from what all I can remember. I mean, I've been here my whole life, I think. Uh, I've seen it. You know, we've done business down this road and yeah. everything. And I think this was a church at one point. You know, <gasps> we joke. is like, I think they had the snakes in here at one point, <laughs> you know, like dancing around with the snakes.
1: Doing crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, it's probably definitely not true. It's just, um but my first time Ashley and I came out here I remember I mean it was small mm-hmm. like it was first of all we're s- now we're sitting in this finished out lobby area that's so nice uh yeah it's awesome this used to just be lumber in here and you know rats and that's all it just was and just trash a storage unit storage yeah, yeah. unit and uh you know the other room looked like a uh kind of a Walmart with the lights turned off you mm-hmm. know real real bland yep but it's turned into a huge now every Sunday here is packed it's been it started out with five people ten people you know and a lot of those people left yeah. uh, but now it's turned into something really great that we Ash and I love it here and it, it, it's it's so refreshing on a Sunday morning to come in and get get motivation and get pumped up and have hear good
1: news yeah
0: when so much news right now is bad news.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think it's so easy to fall in that trap. Even as a church, it's like, you know, oh, it's the it's the end of the world and just hold mm-hmm. on and maybe things might get better, you know, or this is it, you know, and, and, and just to like, sow that into people's life, I think is a detriment to people uh, whenever the gospel means good news.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. I mean, it, it does matter. We want to be involved in it, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, there's good news that's what the gospel is is that jesus came to earth to die for my sins and now i have a relationship with god and i get to spend eternity with him that's good news Mm -hmm. and so i just always have a mindset that that's what i'm going to preach about i'm going to preach about good news now it doesn't i'm not talking about just you know forgetting about certain things or not mentioning like you know real things that are going on in our lives that we have to work through absolutely i talk with me i talk about that every sunday morning but at the end of the day there's good news
0: there's good (coughs) news did you hear kanye west's interview
1: have you heard, uh, I later? heard it? later? Like, he
0: was on Joe Rogan or something. You know, Kanye has a a, a Christian album.
1: It was top of the charts. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, can you imagine being a Christian rapper or Christian artist and Kanye comes in and yeah. he just blows up the charts and you're like, what the heck?
0: Yeah. It was awesome though. I this loved that album. One of the things he said though, and you know, Kanye's all over the place. Oh yeah. And you know, he thinks he's kind of like Elon Musk or some visionary in which he, he, he is. Mm-hmm. Expert rapper expert shoe guy expert (laughs) clothing guy running for president and you know we can get into all that or whatever but one of the things he said he goes when you when it's not okay to talk about god and the good news now you have all these other problems to worry about and when you when you believe you believe in god you have an out you have something to look forward to, and the other problems are not that bad. They're not, They're not like, paralyzing as much as if you didn't believe or you couldn't talk about God. And There's a hope, you know what I'm saying? There's hope. There's a hope. Yes.
1: Um, I, he- I always heard a guy said one time, he who has the most hope has the most influence. Yeah. Uh, and I believe that. Like, if you're a person of hope, people will listen to you. Like, And not just fake hope, but like a real living hope on the inside of you, which I believe Jesus is. Um, then, then you you know you have an influence. That's why we can walk through coronavirus and <clears throat> shut the doors of the church for you know three months or whatever it was, and um, and we're still able to recover and we're still able to it, you know have a hope when we come in here and we're still able to preach the good news. You know all that kind of stuff is because my my hope isn't determined on what's physically going on around me. You know mm-hmm. uh, you know the tough seasons that we're in that kind of thing. Uh, but my hope my hope is in Jesus, and so <clears throat> that's always good news. So.
0: Yeah, you can walk through all all kinds of things, and you know, it's and it's and I always relate stuff to exercise. and man, <clears throat> come in here on Sunday morning, get that you know, p- make sure you pray, you know, really dive into it, listen. Yeah. Have hope, and your other problems. It helps, man. It help yeah. it it helps just like exercise helps with your wellness. I yep. mean, it, it's 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 good stuff. Um, what's your favorite song on that Kanye West album Jesus is King
1: what's the one you're my Chick-fil-A clothes on Cl- clothes Sunday clothes on Sunday You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've never Dude, really listened to that, it when so the album came out like I had it on repeat but it, yeah. it's been a while it's yeah. been a while so I don't
0: I started yeah. listening to it this morning again okay. but that, that's a great one Yeah, it's got some really good ones uh trying to I, I love it. it it's good of course i like all of his other albums too but oh, that, i've that, always been a kanye fan yeah. when
1: he was through the wire you know yeah. uh anyway
0: what's your favorite we sing these praise songs what's your favorite praise song you always get into them pretty good I what's love. your favorite one <sighs> so your wife jesse leads the praise band jesse henderson she's yeah. very good uh every sunday she leads it uh, Dan's Morrow's in the band, Ashley, my wife's mm-hmm. playing keyboards sometimes stands on guitar. You're playing drums a lot of times, uh, you know, Chelsea's there, yeah. sometimes Heather Shirey. Um, so awesome what's what your, your favorite brother. song that do we do where they do?
1: Um, I think there's a lot of them. It, it, it depends on my mood. It depends on like where I'm at, mm-hmm. like emotionally sometimes. And, uh, uh. I think my favorite one and I uh let's see. I gotta Google it real quick. Um I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You know, you have you have like the big bangers from like Hillsong and like Oceans and uh you know, all those all those big ones that still get repetition on the radio. Um it's all sons and daughters. I'm trying to think of the name. All Sons and Daughters.
0: Just a reminder, for copyright issues, you can't play that right now. I'm but not, I'm, I'm not but gonna play can, it. maybe we could Oh.
1: S- how uh So one of my favorite ones is, is Great Are You, Lord, um mm-hmm. by by All Sons and Daughters. I love the message. How's, how's the hook go? <laughs> and all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry these songs All
0: the earth will shout yeah. Great, Great are you, Lord. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. I like that's that one. one. I think I
1: think every time we sing that one here at church. It builds. Yeah. It's got a nice build to it. Yeah, and then we sang we sang an oldie uh, this last week. Uh, that was um, an older hymn. I can't remember the name of it now. I'm blanking. Uh, but it's I, okay I, to be nervous, Adam. I know, I'm terrified. <laughs> this is the Sam Dean podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the old ones too. They're like yeah. the old hymns that like get reworked and stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I love listening to those as well. So, anyway, I think it just de- depends on the Sunday morning and the.
0: When I when I uh, ran for Congress, you sent me this Bible verse from like David. Yeah, uh, I don't know the verse, but you sent me the story about David, and you're like, man, you know, everybody's, you know, a lot of people against you. You know, you have a kind of a long shot, but you know, have faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really helped me out. What's your favorite Bible story to? Like if you had to, if if on the spot somebody's like, hey, get up and say a few words, and you had, to, you had to bust something out, what's your favorite thing to talk about from the Bible?
1: Probably just, I mean, if I was on the spot like that, and, you know, I believe, I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to us and talks to us, and so, uh, you know, I'd, I'll obviously listen in that moment, but like even right now, I'm thinking about the prodigal son, I just read through the prodigal son again for the millionth time uh, mm-hmm. this morning, and it's, you know, about the son who told the dad, hey, give me everything you got, I want my inheritance right now, and he leaves when he gets it goes away squanders it basically goes blows it in vegas you know ends up living with the pigs and uh the story was is that he was like man he realizes where he's at and he's like life is no good right now and even the servants in my dad's house have it better than me so i'm gonna go back to my dad's house and maybe he'll just let me come back as a servant and not a son and i come back as a servant and i'll just serve and because there's any you know my dad's house is way better than than this place and so he's coming back with this Speech, Dad, I've blown it. Right? He has a speech prepared. Dad, I've blown it. Let me come back as a servant, and you know, I'll just, I'll just serve you that way. Well, his dad, the Bible says that the dad sees the son coming from a long ways off, and immediately takes off running after him. And one of the things you have to know about that is, is those kind of people didn't run back in that day. Running was beneath them. Running was below them. Uh, and so for the Bible to mention that the dad takes off running after his son when he sees him come across the horizon, uh, that shows the passion and desire that's there. And so the kids ready to kids ready to launch off into the speech. Dad, I've, I'm sorry. I blew it. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. dad doesn't even let him talk. Like he interrupts him and he's like, dude, I'm so glad that you're back and go kill the fatty calf. And so what he does is he throws a party for him, uh, and he begins to welcome his son back, not as a servant, but as a son. Uh, and so, when I, when I hear that story, it, it, you know, it always speaks to me in a brand new way that we all tend to go off and blow it from time to time and mess things up. Uh, but God's looking out for us and waiting for us to come back and run to Him. And so, um, anyway, the prodigal son's always a big one that that mm-hmm. I always end up going back to, or you know, Peter walking on water. Some of the big stories in the Bible, just having the faith to take the next step and follow Jesus where He's calling you. Um, and then you got the old testament stuff where they're you know david and goliath yeah you know you, th- that's probably one of the biggest stories in the whole bible is mm-hmm. the story of david and goliath that you were just mentioning um and how god took a shepherd boy <coughs> and killed a giant uh and then promoted him to king you know uh i love the story there and then you got joshua leading the children i mean they're just
0: yeah i, I don't the know prodigal son that's good it's good man uh I like that stuff. <laughs> What's the future of the Radiant Church, Van Zant? What it looked like? Yeah, what do you what do you got in store? What do you, what are you thinking about?
1: Man, so when we got here we got here, you know, five, six years ago. We talked about that already and so it was like, <clears throat> all right God, what are you gonna do? And he's he's brought in people and so we, we we have people to do things now, we have people to, you know, serve the community and uh volunteer and do all this stuff around here um my prayer is that we'd always have an impact in the community that we're planted in you know that it wouldn't just be a sunday morning thing but that like the community if if one day we woke up and radiant church ceased to exist like it wasn't there that the community canton would go man we missed that place and, and people people mm-hmm. who weren't even a part of it you know people who didn't even come here on church on sunday morning you know yeah. like people who aren't but like something's missing What's missing, and it would be us because we were so heavily involved in our community and served our community and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I see the place to c- continuing to grow. Um, kids ministry, I think that's our next step is to really yeah. invest into you're that.
0: L- you're looking for people to help with kids ministry right now, <laughs> yeah, right? That's it's always,
1: always it's always a church thing. It's always yeah. a
0: thing. I'm looking for more people to teach CrossFit kids <laughs> at right. Canton, you know, because I'm always the guy. You know, that's Don right. Morrow helps me, but <laughs> absolutely. Um, so you're looking for that youth ministry.
1: Youth ministry. We we got a group of volunteer leaders right now who are doing a pretty good job with youth youth ministry, and they're doing a good job with it. Um, but you know, you're always looking uh, for the next generation to be able to sow into the next generation, because um, that's the future of the church, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, uh, we want to we want to we want to press in there. But we got a lot of building stuff to do. We got people parked all over the grass all the time, you know. And we're getting into the time of the year where. Uh, it's it's muddy it's gonna be truck bulked sunday you know (laughs) yeah one of my
0: big greatest pleasures in life being a uh, redneck from canton is pulling someone out of the mud i've pulled more people out of the mud here at church than anywhere and man i take such great pleasure in pulling somebody else's truck out it gets soft out there be like it's a little soft and (laughs) your truck just sunk man.
1: man i don't know it but no, I I I think you know with the church, like God, I I feel like our best days are ahead. We God's done some incredible things already. He's filled this place up. We've finished off this building. Um, but I see you know being able to build a whole other children's wing and invest into that generation, disciple people as they come through here. Man, we got big plans. I got big yeah. plans because I think God's not even close to being done with this place.
0: Right, I think you're right. I and mean, I, before long, we'll have to make the sanctuary a little bigger.
1: So we're gonna have to, yeah. We're gonna rip that ceiling out of there. The ceiling's like ten feet, yeah, and it just feels like it sits on top of you, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so we're gonna rip that out of there and go go to the rafters with it and then it's expand light. it a little bit. Yeah, so.
0: no, it's good, man. This this place is already so much so much better in the in the, you know, five four or five years that we've been going here. It's 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 grown and you've really created something, a lifetime like a a long lasting legacy, if you wow. will in just a short time you've been here so you've made a huge impact on everybody I know personally good. you yeah. have on me
1: uh, <laughs> thanks man that that means a lot you know like that's that's what you're looking for as a minister you know is like you've done it people people that, people. Yeah. you know to come to know you I don't real know deal. it's awesome. I love you're it.
0: the real deal I, I'm telling you right now Appreciate
1: it. you're writing a book I'm writing a book yeah so one of the things that I didn't know if I would ever do or I haven't even written it yet I'm just under contract to write it. Uh, have you
0: written a single word yet? Nothing. What are you doing right now? <laughs> on a podcast.
1: So it's due. I gotta have. I gotta have it turned in at the end of January. And so it's this due. January. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Better so, start praying. So yeah, it's yeah. due at the end of January. So, it, so I'm co authoring it with my dad. Yeah. Uh, and so it's going through Destiny Image, the publishing company, all that kind of stuff. And so they actually. <laughs> They sent me a check in the mail the other day mm-hmm. for, they give you some money up front, right, to start yep. writing. And it got real in that moment. I was like, do I do I need to ca- yeah. do I cash this check? Because <laughs> if I do, yeah, then it's on. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Uh, we gave you that money. <laughs> we gave
0: you that money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, and I'm I, like,
1: and I'm like, what faith it takes for them to give me a check that do something I've never done before up front? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
0: Well, they know they have faith in you. <laughs> hey, Chapter One, Prodigal Son Story.
1: There you go. Boom.
0: Man, listen to this podcast. Just write all everything down. Go through it. No, but you know, if I was if I were doing it, mm-hmm. I would wake up early every day, mm-hmm. get my coffee, maybe exercise first. Then go into like an hour of mandatory riding post workout because when you exercise, and if you're a student, listen to this if you study after exercise, your brain absorbs more information. Than, is that true? That's, yep, it, wow. So, because the in, something about the endorphins and everything, your brain is ready to receive information post exercise. Huh. So, it's better to exercise then study, or exercise then maybe work. Uh, a lot of people, you know, like to work in their pajamas with the Coffee. I mean, I, I can't get, I can't get moving. I have to. Yeah. be My best work happens after exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, man, just get on a schedule and just.
1: That's the plan. Use you your know? favorite
0: stories first, man, and then, and then then find new ones. See, I
1: have a, I have a great fear that I'm a you know, so I'm writing half of it. So mm-hmm. Probably hundred pages. um I have a big fear that I'm gonna get twenty pages into it and be like, Well, I think I've said everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, you'll, you'll start going down rabbit holes and, yeah. you know, and you'll, you'll turn it all around. But
1: it's like when I became the pastor here, I realized like a month into it that I have preached every sermon I knew, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, Oh, now, uh, now yeah. that's, you know,
0: and with CrossFit, I'm in front of people every day too. And, you know, I go through all my knowledge and then, but then it's, it makes me, it makes me better. I have to go back and study, yeah. you know, and just Absolutely. like, I'm sure you do that every week. And, um, but you know when you study, you learn more mhm- your your followers learn more it's It's just it's I love it ever Absolutely. learning whenever we think we know everything is where we're it's when we're stuck
1: and they the, the thing that really always helped me too though is they say whenever as a pastor, whenever you get tired of saying it because you've said it so much, mm-hmm. usually the congregation is hearing it for the first time, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yep. and so we think, oh man, I've already said this like three times, like they're yeah. going to be like he's used all of it you know he has yeah. nothing left to give um but they say that you know whenever you just get to the point of being tired of saying it mm-hmm. the congregation is now hearing it and yes. so i don't know anyway <clears throat> is
0: there a, is there a mistake that you've made in this church or throughout that you want to talk about anything that you can that you learned from that maybe Yeah.
1: i do i I think that's a big question because i you know as a leader, as 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 a leader, you you know you can look back, you see your mistakes. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, I blew that one. I see that with people sometimes, you know, uh, you know where you get hurt when people leave church. You know anything yeah. that you're doing, you know you're like
0: very oh. very emotional. Like, yeah,
1: oh, like that that one hurt. You know, um, you're like, well, I just don't like them anymore. You know, <laughs> right. you know? Like, Yeah, I'm like, glad like like, that's, like, you know when whatever. someone leaves CrossFit, yeah. I,
0: I'm like, you know, I try to play it off, but mm-hmm. it, you know. It, and you know you're the kind of person that probably takes res- personal responsibility for it whether yeah. you, whether you want to say it outright or not yeah.
1: Yeah. uh i i think i think you know working with people's hard you know <laughs> and there's emotions involved and there's there's all sorts of things that that are, that that are there and so i think sometimes it, you know as you're working with people i i look and i go man i blew it in that situation you yeah. know i didn't I didn't say the right thing, of course that's always going to be there, or I didn't respond appropriately, and yeah. I got my feelings hurt whenever, there wasn't a, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and um, I, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's always, you know, a, a, an area for me that I'm like trying to grow in and get better at. Yeah. Um, uh, my dad told me a long time ago, and I didn't really know what he was saying in the moment, but I get it now, he said, uh, Adam, if you can't handle rejection, you can't handle the ministry. Yeah, and he was so true, and I think that goes for further than just ministry. But if you can't handle rejection from people, yeah, you probably can't do a lot. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> Anytime you're you're a leader or you take the lead on something, you're gonna have you're gonna have opposition. Yeah, yeah. and it's guaranteed. And uh, yeah, it, it's hard to not take it personal when somebody decides not to follow you anymore or, or go somewhere else. Like, oh, yeah, it's like a breakup. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had. I mean, like I we were talking about yeah. it earlier. Like we, I just yeah. had
1: two people this Sunday who said, you know, hey, this is our last Sunday here. And as a human, you're like, oh, what did I do wrong? Well, did right. I, you know, you know, and you start self-evaluating all that kind of stuff. But then at the end of the day, you just go, no, man, you go, you go do, be where God wants you to, you know, yeah. to be that kind of thing. Um, I've gotten better at it. <laughs> yes, I feel like I have. Um, it still hurts. Yeah. But it still hurts. There's still that the emotion people, there.
0: People, people will go through season. People are gonna change. You're married to this church. You, this is your church. You're not going anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People are going to change. You can't please everyone. And there, and I'm not saying like a lot of people are quitting, but there's been a thousand people quit CrossFit Van Zandt. Yeah. a thousand. You know, at least. Mm-hmm. I've made mistakes. I've probably said the wrong things to people all the time. I mean, and it's just it's going to happen. Uh, if you're actually you doing yeah. actually, if you're actually doing something. Uh,
1: and I think it shows you care too. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it shows absolutely. the emotion that you care.
0: You care so much yeah. and uh but then you look at the good things that you're doing. Yeah. You look at all the other people that are here, the new people that are here and
1: It's been great, yeah. You know,
0: it it, it Yeah. So I get it, man. Um
1: It's definitely like a little emotional roller coaster that you can get on if you you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if you You're like man, well, I wish you should just get off. Wish I showed,
0: <laughs> wish I could just sell insurance or you know, that's right. that's sell right. cars, or you know, or just I don't know, work, yeah. at, work at Home Depot. That's my deal. Work at Home Depot. I'm be a greeter at Walmart. Yeah, I you know. I want to be
1: the person that checks the that checks the uh, receipt as they walk out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, <laughs> with my highlighter. That's that's
0: some pressure. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be uh, my old deal. You know, having my businesses and stuff, and I might have talked about this before, but it's like if everything fails, my next my next role is. Selling screwdrivers at Home Depot, because I I know it already. <laughs> I don't know a lot about fixing. I mean, I build stuff. I'm, I work on cars. I mm-hmm. do all these things, but in the end of the day, I'm not a mechanic. Yeah. But I do know the difference between flathead and Phillips head. That's right.
1: That's
0: <laughs> so if I got my apron on, you come in I'm like, well, let me see the screw. <laughs>
1: let me see the screw. <laughs>
0: okay, you need a Phillips head. I got these over here. This Follow is, me. These are the cheapest ones. Yeah. This is the most expensive one. This one's got you know a nice handle. Absolutely. And then somebody's gonna come in, I'm gonna be like, I'm sorry, I'm on my break right now, and <laughs> I'm going go there and eat my lunch and uh I don't mind if people go to Lowe's.
1: Yeah, yeah, Because 'Cause you're <laughs> not the owner. <laughs> that's a terrible employee. It's that? That's bad. a terrible employee. It's
0: bad. <laughs> uh, that's anyway, awesome. that's funny. Um, we all have dreams. You know, we, we all, all have right. dreams. And I'm not I'm saying that I bet it has great benefits. I get I bet they pay really well and uh, <laughs> that would be like my plan right there. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else you need to talk about,
1: dude? I think that's good. I mean, we got to talk about CrossFit, church, everything. We've journey. taken.
0: We've taken. Uh, we talk about our Colorado trips. We've, t- we've been to Colorado twice together. Yep. Yep. The first time was just guys. We mm-hmm. we climbed these fourteen thousand foot peaks.
1: That was fun. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, first time I've ever done that. First and only time I've ever done that.
0: Won't be our last though.
1: Um, I'm I'm good for that. I I enjoyed it. Like I always kind of made fun of those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was like, you're gonna go walk up the mountain? Okay. You know, like I'm gonna stay here and chill. Then, um, then when you really get out and do it, you're like, you experience the high of getting on top of that mountain and looking down, and oh, and like the adventure of going through it, and the t- you know, it's spiritual. it's an experience. Yeah, yeah. It's an experience. So.
0: I love that so much. Um
1: we did Sneffels and Uncompadre. Un
0: compadre Peak. That's right. Uh, Robert Henders- er, Ledbetter, Robert Ledbetter went with us for Uncompadre. That's right. And, uh we got to we got to plan another one soon, go up there. Um uh, I'm putting together this this local veterans, uh Iraq and Afghanistan veterans here locally. We're going to go hike that Tall's um Peak in Texas, the Never uh, done it. Guadalupe peak over there it's like this side of el paso but i want you to go on the trip with us uh, i'm down so help us out with some ministry on the trip but love it man i really appreciate you being on the show today i hope you had fun i had a great time thanks for having me i had an awesome time (laughs) uh love you love Uh, you too brother thanks so if you're looking for a church to go to um (laughs) you're probably too perfect to come to this church (laughs) but no this is radiant uh is it is it radiant how do you say it properly
1: Radiant Church, just Radiant Church, and and we threw Van Zandt on there just to like give it a just geographical, geographical. Look- location, so just it's Radiant a, it's,
0: it's actually in Canton, uh, but it's Radiant Church, it's on the interstate on the service road between Splash Kingdom and Dukes, and uh, it's a great place to be, the service is at 1030 on Sunday, you don't have to reser- make a reservation mm-hmm. or anything, just show up at 1030 yep. on Sunday morning, you're going to sit in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. you're going to listen to some great music for a few minutes you know, 20 minutes, and then Adam's going to get up and talk for about less than an hour.
1: Oh, I'm definitely talking for less than an hour.
0: And, and, <laughs> and I guarantee after that, you're going to feel better. And it's going to give you great motivation uh, for your week. And it's going to bring you closer to God. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Awesome. Um, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, man. Bye-bye.